It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And welcome, fans, to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast, Season 5, Episode 22. This is, the, I guess, the, the longest string of games we've done since we started this five years ago. It used to be four or five times a year when we were on the Ray Didio. Uh, but now that we've moved to the internets, I think we did like 13 shows last year. We're at 22 episodes. And, of course, I couldn't have done it with the, uh, the man himself, the baseball fanatic, the guy that has the plethora of knowledge in that cranial vault just eats sleeps and poops baseball okay and that's of course the baseball fanatic kyle lawson what's up kyle hey coach how you doing it's my second favorite time of the year and that is into the regular season and that means one thing playoffs playoffs and remember this is episode 22 season five for wednesday night october 5th 2022 and it's Almost in the bag. They're finishing up the games today. While the Mets, uh, you know, sorry, Mets, but uh, they're going to start late. Everybody else started at 4.10 or at the same time across the country. So the Braves started at 4.10 in uh, Miami. The Dodgers started at 1.10 in California, but they all started together. So nobody could cheat for the wild card game. (laughs) Now forget about it. We got to talk about that wild card setup. And now it's three best out of five and it's continuous games. Best out of three, I read it wrong. I thought it was the best out of five. Yeah, five would take forever. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. So uh, we play one, two, three, four innings on the uh, Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast. First inning we talk about, we go around the league. We call it around the horn, okay? You know, because if you said, you know, you know, if you turn a double play, it's around the horn, okay? Five, four, uh, three, double play, or six, four, three, double play, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, we get into the Braves in the second inning. And then in the third inning, we talk about local players. We talk about the Savannah Bananas. They announced it 70 games this summer. Uh, we'll talk about how I feel about that when we get to that segment. <laughs> and, of course, baseball trivia. He has not blown me out. It's eight wins for the Cubby Boy. It's six wins for the OG, the old guy. And we like kissing our sister. We got seven ties. Okay. <laughs> we, we got a little tough, tougher on our questions this year. We didn't take That's the true. easy trivia questions, so uh, we went a little tougher on it. So here we go. Inning number one, around the horn. Baseball is about to be wrapped up. The regular season, the 2022 season in the book. Let's start in the junior circuit. Of course, the Yankees, Kyle, held on. Okay. It got a little scary there. It got down to from a 15, 16 game lead to a four game lead. But, you know, they're finishing out with a seven-game lead in uh, historic moments there for the Yankees last night. So uh, spill your beans there, buddy. You got it. Well, the Yanks held on. They finish up with a 99-63 and record and playing in the toughest division in baseball with Toronto and Tampa Bay also playoff bound. But first off, the Yanks find a way to win the division. They struggled a little bit down the stretch but they found a way to win that division, and that gets them a first-round bye. Which I hate. (laughs) And that's a part of the new rules right now. we got 12 teams going in, and we'll break down all the brackets. But they get the second seed of the first two buys in the wild-card series. Uh, You know, it's scary when you, you, you know – are the Yankees gaining any momentum? I don't know. They had a tough – you know, they had a tough uh, August, September – but when you sit for five days, it's really tough because those teams that are playing in the wild card series now, not just the wild card game, because it used to be only one game, right? Yeah, it used to be the play-in game in the old system, and then you would take on, you know, the higher seed, you right. know, that was the divisional winner. That was just how it was done. They expanded it. I think it's more exciting. You're seeing some teams that are definitely deserving to be in the playoffs, especially based on the records and quality of play down the stretch that are getting the shots to get in there. All right. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I hate when a team, uh, you know, goes into the playoffs and got a week underneath you. I mean, you're a little rusty. You haven't swung the bat against an uh, opposing pitcher, and uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. So we'll see what happens. Okay. We go to the Central. Terry Francona, the Cleveland Indian Guardians. Okay. They'll always be the Cleveland Indians to me. 
All right. And, you know, uh, you know, what, what gets me the most, and I know I, I don't want to go off long on this, but it was named after one of their greatest players ever. That's where they got the nickname from, the Cleveland Indians. And, you know, it, to say it wasn't politically correct because the cartoon wasn't right back in the 50s and 60s is wrong. It was named after the team's nickname was after an Indian. But, you know, they were honoring him. You know, I, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to try and pronounce his name because I'll butcher that one up left and right. But, you know, who I'm talking about right. Louis Sock Alexis of the Cleveland Spiders. Right. But when they were looking for a new name, he was the man. He was the show. They called him the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. But bottom line, you talk about the name all you want, and you could say that maybe they weren't the best team in the division. You had teams like the Chicago White Sox and the uh, Minnesota Twins that were expected to have postseason aspirations. The White Sox on paper were the best team. They were the best managed team. They went out there. It was J-Ram and the kids, and they went out there and they got it done with some great pitching, You know, names like Shane Bieber, guys like that. They get into the playoffs by winning the division in probably the worst division in baseball. I mean, the NL Central might have a little something to say about that. But they get in, but they get in as the three seed, which means they will take part in the wild card round. Which, you know, we knew it was going to happen. Uh, White Sox could never get on uh, get on track. And who just decided that it's time to give it up because he's getting old? I think if they had a better manager – and if they had someone that was a little younger that could relate to these kids, the White Sox would be there. But Tony LaRusso is packing it in. Yeah, oh, sorry. And- sorry. The Hall of Famer, Tony LaRusso, as he calls himself. Yeah, the, he is. And, I mean, it's unfortunate because that is a talented White Sox team on paper. They couldn't put it together. I can look at five different instances where LaRusso probably cost them games. Your manager is supposed to lead and manage the day-to-day. You're not supposed to call, you know, cost your team's you know, wins and losses. You're really not supposed to. I know this was a loyalty thing with Jerry Reinsdorf. I won't go too long on that, but he's having some health issues. Had they gone a different way, we could be looking at a different division champion, but you're not seeing it. They lose their last game of the season to the Twinkies. Finish 81 and 81, a really rough year for the Sox, but Cleveland Guardians get it done. Terry Francona, good old Tito, gets them back to the playoffs. He's a Hall of Fame manager. If I've ever seen one, they get into that three slot. Those are the champs of the AL Central. Hey, just give me a Tito's and the kids instead of Tito's and Warden. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right, let's go out to the AL West. We'll go to the left coast because uh, we never know what's happening out there on the left coast. I mean, hey, do you realize the Astros, the Braves, and the Dodgers all used to be in the same division? <laughs> yeah, there was a crazy time when that was the wild old NL West. And you think with realignment, moving teams. That doesn't exist anymore. I mean, you think about it, you could have like Nolan Ryan and, um, you know, Mike Scott pitching against Fernando Valenzuela back in the 80s. That happened, you know. And But bottom line, they are the number one seed. They win the division in the AL West, 105 victories. They continue to get it done. 106, buddy. They won another one today. They did win another one. That just came in. So, yeah, they got it. But they have long since had that division championship under their belt. So they get the first seed in the playoff brackets. And they won't have to play for another week. So got to make sure to keep the rust off. I know you mentioned that a little bit before. You'll get probably a couple days off for the likes of the Yankees and the Astros. They'll get back to it to make sure they can tune up for their divisional uh, playoffs starting on the 11th. Okay. Let's go to the senior circuit. We'll stay on the uh, West Coast. Hey, best team in baseball this year. Angela, you got one heck of a team there. Okay. She waved. Yep. The Dodgers <laughs> winning 111 games. Uh, you know, it, it's been a long time since the Dodgers did that. But those bums, as my grandma Conchetta Sparacia would say, those bums did it right this year. So uh, let's see if it carries further into the playoffs and maybe a World Series ring. Yeah, there's certainly a favorite right now. I mean, and they just went out and dominated in all facets. And the fact of the matter is, you lose Walker Bueller for Bueller. the rest of the season. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. You get pitching from Gonsolin and that great staff that they have out there. But you look at the likes of Mookie, you look at Bellinger, up and down Max Muncie. They're, I mean, they went out and spent money, but ultimately they have quality guys that they have brought through the system. They're easily the best team in baseball right now, the team to beat. And they come in tying the season win record at 111 games going with the Cleveland Indians back in 1954. Of course, the overall record is 116 games. And Angela's 
brother, diehard Dodger fan was like, do you think they can break the record? I go, man, it takes a lot to win 116, 116 games. games. But they win 111, sitting in the driver's seat, first seed. They get that nice buy. They get the winner of the Mets and the Padres. Hey, uh, any word on how Freddie Freeman had to do today? He had to go four for four uh, to have a shot at winning the battle batting title. You know, Freddie Freeman, you know, Braves legend, uh, World Series uh, winner last year. You know, the Braves wouldn't give him the money, which, you know, be honest with you, is going to happen to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is going to wind up with the Giants. I'll say it right here. So, oh, uh, ooh, yeah, that's I'm going to say that's a conversation gonna, for a different show. We'll never get we'll never get this segment done. He's going to he's going to go. Okay, well, he's going to go home I to can't the Bay. See it. I he's can't gonna, see it. He, all right, let's let's leave it there. But I say he's going home to the Bay. But anyway, Freddie Freeman. I mean, I wonder what he did today. He had to go four for four. Uh, it would have been nice. Uh, you know. he Goes out to uh, you know Los Angeles and maybe he'll get some respect from those guys because deep down inside you know it they still think he thinks he's a brave. Well, and the thing is, he's he's they're going to retire that number five, no doubt about it. But he's become an integral piece, playing great first base. He's got that great bat. You know what he can do. They love him out in L.A. There's no doubt about that. He became a Dodger the minute he put on that uniform. You're always going to see him as a brave. Those times are over right now. He's got a job to do if he wants to win back to back rings. He's got a shot to do it with the Dodgers. Well, I want to. I want to see the box score. That's what I want to know. If he, if, you know, if he uh, he did it, that's what I want to see. I know he had to go four for four. And we know he has it in him to do that. So uh, we'll see. You know, I, I just, you know, you see all the uh, all the uh, media things, and he's up there in a Dodger uniform. I can never picture Freddie Freeman other than in a Braves uniform. Well, my buddy, he went three for four today. He finished the season with three twenty five. We got to find out what McNeil did uh, right now. McNeil with the Mets. Okay, let's see uh, the box score. I know we're going a little tangent here, but that's what this is all about. All right, where's the box score here? Uh, Mets box score. McNeil. He didn't play today. Yeah, he actually is sitting this one out right now. And what what was his batting average? His batting average. I got to take a look at that, but it was pretty darn close for a guy that's scrappy. And I mean, I remember twenty six, and he sat the game out. He sat the game out. Oh, you got to be Ted, Ted Williams is rolling rolling now underneath the underneath the earth right now because you know Ted Williams could have did that way back when, but he says there's no way I'm sitting out when he had a chance to stay at 400. Uh that that's that uh, okay. I, I let me forget it. Let's go. Let's go on. All right, we'll go it's to the, drive you nuts. I already know it is. 326 and he sat at the game. Freddie Feeman went three for four. He had to go four for four to, to beat him. Ah, that kills me. That kills me. But anyway, all right. <laughs> Freddie, Freeman is still, Freddie Freeman is still uh, near and dear to the heart. Okay, so let's go to the Central. I know I went off on a tangent there. I know you hate to hear this. Your Cardinals did it again, buddy. The Cardinals did it again, not my Cardinals. They will Sorry. never be my Cardinals. Your that's division a real, winner again is the that's Cardinals. That's a very good team. Ollie Marmol's team went out there and got it done. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff to see. And we were going to talk about it a little bit at the end of the segment here, but I'm sorry. It you got to respect Albert Pujols. He goes oh. out with 703 home runs, and he retires as a Cardinal. We've talked about this leading up. He was able to do it, and they're back in the playoffs. The old man gets one more shot. The machine gets one more shot at it. Of course, I hope he doesn't go very far, but he had 703 home runs. Unbelievable. Well, if you remember way back when, I don't know what show number it was, we were talking about you think he'll retire or he'll come back to try to get 700? Since August, the man has hit 17 dingers. Yeah. 17 home runs since August. Him and Judge, while well, Judge now has 18, so Judge passed the by one. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Aaron Judge also isn't pushing, you know, isn't in his 40s. I mean, come on. Oh, well, well we, we're not going to get into age here. We're not going to get into age because Aaron Judge is 30 and he's 42. Let's not get into age. But I, man, think it's, I think it's great to see that, yeah, okay, you got a guy at the end of his career is doing something that arguably the MVP of the American League is doing too. You know, shout out to Albert. I loved it. But they have a tough task and they're going to take on Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much all I got in the Central. They pretty much run away, ran, ran away and hid – from the Brewers, the Brewers fall a little bit short. You know, Philadelphia gets that, you know, last wild card spot there. But the Cardinals proved that they were the battle-tested team to go ahead and win it in a really weak division. Well, once again, you got to give you got to give the Cardinals credit. The, you the tip birds, your hat. I'm sorry. The you Birds did. did it. Okay. 
Chicago never got on track. Cincinnati was just Cincinnati and Pittsburgh was just putrid. So we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Everything we've been wa waiting and watching and uh, you are the man or we are the men because we kept on saying to the Braves fans. We are the men. Don't jump ship. Don't jump ship. Just be patient. Ten and a half games out on June 1st. Uh, the other night, you know, they, we said it on the show. They had to take three uh, last weekend to, to finish out in first place. They did it. But it got a little scary there, uh, the first and second games of that uh, of the Marlins series. And I'm going to say it right here to you, Fanatic. I got to eat crow because uh, Kensley Jansen, he pitched like the old Kelly Kensley Jansen the, the last three, I mean, three he, games. He, he went out there. He got the save. He gets 374 saves for his career. You know that passes Eck. Dennis Eckersley, one of the greatest of all time, and it leads to a division title. But but he wasn't pitching like that all year, buddy. He was not. He was not. But bottom line, he is pitching the way you need him to down the stretch. He's I pitching like the old Jansen. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. The guy that played for yeah. the Dodgers that everybody hated. Well, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, bottom line, he's getting it done when it matters the most. You want him hot and ready like a little Caesar's pizza. Going into September, he's doing that right now. And right. he goes out there, gets I'll, it. I'll, I'll let you say the magic three words. You know what they were? What you told me last week, I told you so. It's four words. I told you so. Four words. I know you were right. I'm gonna yeah, I really my, can't do that. My, uh, but I did tell you so. I'm gonna check. I don't have a hat. Oh, hold, hold, hold. I got a hat somewhere. Yeah, get a hat. Come on. You've got, you're a coach. Get your hat. God. I got my hat. I'm going to tip my go. hat to you, buddy. All right. The hat has been tipped. I don't do the I told you so, but I will. You tip my, you tip the hat. That's even better. Ted Williams hey, didn't even do that's that. That's my high school number, buddy, right there. My my, my friend said, yeah, and that good old East Rockway Rocks orange color right there, buddy. I was about to say, your old Rocks colors right there. Right <laughs> there you had back then, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you like you like the mullet. Okay. All right. So uh, that's uh, around the horn. One last question for you. If you had a name and it, they didn't have to win a division or they played well. Give me one surprise team from the AL and one surprise team from the NL for this for, for this season. Well, I'll tell you this. I was a little surprised that Philadelphia was able to hold on in the NL, the fighting Phils. They found a way to get into the playoffs. And it's not a surprise. It's just something I like. I like that after 21 years, the Seattle Mariners get back into the playoffs. That means a lot. I know it means a lot to everybody up in the Pacific Northwest. You got J-Rod and a really talented team that finds their way in there. And with that being said, those are my two favorites. While we have a second here. My two favorites? You didn't give me a chance. Oh, I was going to tell you something else, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm good. Well, we're well on who we thought surprised me the most. I got to go with the Baltimore Orioles in the AL. Just totally amazed me that that team, which was one of the worst teams in baseball last year. 110 losses. 110 and, losses. I mean, they had, they had a shot for the playoffs. And, yes, I got to go to the NL – but there was a tie for me in the NL. Okay, what do you got? The Phillies, I agree with you 100%. I never thought the Padres would get in the playoffs. Well, with all the problems going on, even though they got out to that jackrabbit start, I mean, things were not good in that no, clubhouse. It was, it was very ugly. They found a way to hold on. And, I mean, that's still a really talented ball club, despite the fact, you know, you're missing a very big piece. Yeah. I mean, the, the Padres were in a big pile of dude, just like their uniforms, all season long. Never liked them. The no. uniforms, that is. I mean, ugly. Brown. And I'll tell you what, you want to hear something here, Mr. North, Northern Illinois Husky? My school colors was that brown and gold. My college, <laughs> ugliest, ugliest colors ever. All right. You know, I'll take your word for it on that. Yeah, I was never wild about it. There was a high school nearby that had those colors. They changed them to black and gold after a few years. People well, didn't like it. I just got a, I just got a, a T-shirt uh, from my old, my old college and I ordered the black and gold one. I didn't order the duty brown one and gold. <laughs> <laughs> you could just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I was okay. about to say, I believe the term is Castilian bronze, but that Good. that's not why you called. I'll call it duty brown. Okay. So right. uh, Friar Brown. Let's call it Friar Brown. Okay. That sounds classy. Okay. All right. Give me what you were going to uh, tell me before I really interrupted you. No, not at all. Okay. So all I wanted to do was give the playoff picture right now. So the AL, AL and NL wildcard games will get started on the 7th, that's this Friday right now, you're going to have the matchups as follows. Tampa Bay Rays will be taking on the American League Central Division champs, the Cleveland Guardians. You will have two teams out of the AL West, excuse me, out of the American League. You will have the Toronto Blue Jays in the fourth seed taking on 
Seattle, north of the border. And we go over to the NL right now with the Cardinals. Division winners taking on the sixth seed, the fight in Phils. Philadelphia taking the um, their first game will be played in St. Louis. Finally, the Mets, despite putting up a great season, they're in the wild card spot. They're taking on the aforementioned Friars, the San Diego Padres. All of these games will be on this Friday, and that is October the 7th. So that is your playoff breakdown and the divisional races. Of course, we'll talk about it more next week. We'll get started on the 11th. All right, but also tell the fans, like you corrected me, I thought it was the best of five. It's the best of three. Best of three. all three games stay at the highest-seeded site. That is correct, and that's a very important thing. I'm glad you brought that up Especially for the Mets going back and forth. You go from New York to uh, San Diego, back to New York. I think the Mets lucked out on that one because they got to be, uh, you know, I, I think they got to be fatigued after what went on the last two weeks. And you certainly did. And I got to think the thing that's probably going to be the most difficult as far as just a little bit of a time change is you go going from the Pacific Northwest um, and you're going to go to Toronto. Now, I know that's only two time zones, but that's the farthest any team has to go to face their opponent in the wild card. So that's your breakdown for you, coach. And they all started. Well, this is you and I, it's like Christmas time here. There'll be games starting on Friday and Saturday at 12 noon and on Sunday at 2, two o'clock. So, uh, well, 12.07 and 2.07. Day baseball the way the good Lord intended. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and the Braves can't play on the uh, the Braves can't play in daytime. So we're good that they'll have to go to nighttime. Oh, geez. Yeah. And thank goodness they've got some time off. So, all right. Good well, segment. I knew this was going to be a big one, but good first inning. I like it. Inning number one in the books. Don't, don't forget who you're listening to. Who's on first base? Baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. There is no music again in the Soundgarden. Music will return next week for the Guardians of the Jukebox, buddy. Tell me what that tribute is for. Guardians of the Jukebox. I got to go. I say we got a little journey action going on there. We got a little 80s tribute. What are we going on here? I want my MTV. Oh, the best of the MTV 80s. I knew it was either I hear Jukebox, so I think Jukebox Hero. Yep. Guess what? They were on MTV as well. They are going to put up some great 80s music, all the favorites you heard in the early to mid-80s on the MTV. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely go check that out. They're a lot of fun to watch. And go to Eventbrite. Get your ticket right now. Don't forget, though, in the Soundgarden, Okay, Saturday morning, of course, I lead the way. I'll be in the sound card. As but always. The TP is going up in front of Coach's Ooh, Corner for the, 20, the 22nd year out of the 31 years that Coach's Corner has been there. And it's even bigger and better. So make sure you check. When you go by, beep your horn. You'll get the a truck horn back. But that'll be up there. Uh, they've already built it. So they're starting to put the finishing touches on. So check, go check it out. We will have to do a show from there, buddy. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready this year. We are doing it. I mean, after the the just the performance the Braves put on the second half of this season, it'd be crazy to think that we wouldn't be able to do it. I know last year we had some issues. This year we're really getting it done, and we're going to be up there doing a show. Okay. Inning number two, we chop on the Braves. Braves news, okay. So, you know what? They got a week off. They got a lot of injuries that are going to help them with this week off. My only concern is, with the Chankies and the Braves, which are my two favorite teams, okay, uh, is the, the week layoff. I know we get a lot of uh, guys that have, you know, nicked up, dinged ba- back. I even heard that Fried, if uh, Max Freed, sorry, Max Freed was going to have to pitch uh, last night. He was sick. So, uh, you know, you know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that the Braves got five days off. For a for a team like the Braves, it needs to find a way to get get, a, get healthy right now. Of course, you know you mentioned Max Fried; he's had some health issues throughout the season. But also guys like Spencer Strider, and you're looking at a guy that's got an oblique injury. An oblique injury when you're a pitcher, that's nothing to mess around with. This could be key to them getting them right for the divisional series, um, whether they face the Padres or the Mets. But we start off here. I just want to reflect just for a second here. The Braves, five years in a row, Eastern Division champs, 101 and 61. They win two to one last night. Kenley getting the save, as we talked about. Best winning percentage in baseball since July, over a 700 winning percentage. And it's not that the Mets choked, they were playing good ball. The Braves were playing otherworldly ball that they simply could not come back with. And think about this they came from a 10 in 10 and a half game deficit at the all-star break 
power and pitching, getting it done across the board. And they got those five days to rest and a lot of big decisions they're going to need to make as far as that playoff roster. I mean, Grissom, towards the end, he didn't play much the last week, did he? No, he really didn't. But I still think he's he is your X factor at second base. That's what's going to happen. But you're going to have to make some tough decisions. You know, guys like Marcelo Zuna with his legal issues off the field. Of course, you know, the, the, the what have you, the glug, glug, vroom, vroom thing. Um, that ain't good. But do you take the chance and keep him in the lineup? Or do you go for infield depth with like an Ejer Adrianza, a Guillermo Heredia? You know, guys like that. These are the decisions that are really going to be important this week. And you're going to see how it plays out. You're going to get a couple of days to work, you know, to, to rest a little bit. Then you're going to get back to some simulated games, some team workouts as you get ready for whoever's coming in to truest on the 11th. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting. And like you said, you know, uh, Strider, hopefully he'll uh, have that enough rest where his arm feels better. What about uh, Ozzy? You think he's going to have a shot? Ozzy Albies? He's doing some baseball activities. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would not expect to see him in the divisional series. I think it might be almost like a Kyle Schwarber situation. You see seven years later. Now I know that seven years ago, but I mean, actually six years ago, geez, that wasn't that bad. So, um, all right, I digress. But a guy that I would see maybe finding his way onto a World Series roster. I don't know if he could be ready. And really, there's not a lot of news out other than he is participating in baseball activities. You know, I mean, he comes in there, you know, after his long workout, he find, he you know, breaks his finger. It's crazy. You need to have all those digits working. And, you know, I mean, I mean, last I checked, fingers are important for throwing a baseball. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Here. Also gripping a bat. Uh, that really helps. So uh, <laughs> I watched the uh, post game show last night. Anthropolis. I didn't think he was that young. He's a youngster. Yeah, he is. As far as um, as far as GMs and presidents go, yeah. he's a younger guy. Found some success. You know, obviously, you know, north of the border in Toronto continues that with the Braves. You know, I just he is just absolutely running the ship perfectly, letting uh, Brian Snitker go out there and have a really robust lineup to put out there every day. With that in mind, um, I got the potential lineup that I've seen that has been out. Mark Bowman thinking of, you know, he's the great Braves writer for MLB.com, what he thinks the starting lineup would be. Tell me if you think I'm right here. You got an option with Travis Darno behind the plate. You got Matt Olson at first. Vaughn Grissom, who you mentioned, he's going to start at second for me if you don't have Ozzy. Obviously, you got Dansby. It's short. R- Riley. Arcia has been hot. Okay, he is, and he will be there as your utility guy right there. You're going to see him get into the game. I could see him and Grissom starting starting those games when you get into the division. Right, well, there's, right now. there's one discrepancy right there for me. Go ahead. Okay, I like that because he's played tough right now. Right. But, I mean, I see both of them getting in there right now. I think Grissom might get the nod going in. We got five okay. days to figure this out. Also, you look at your DH. You're going to go with William Contreras, and you've also oh. got, uh, you know, got Marcelo Zuna, depending on what they decide to do. Obviously, the outfields of Cunha, Eddie Rosario, Eddie peeking his head out like, hey, it's October, boys. This is when I shine. And then you got, you know, Robbie Grossman, who would add it from Detroit, Michael Harris the second, Guillermo Heredia, possibly. Those are the guys that I'm looking at with in your outfield with a little bit of bench depth. I'm going with Rosario. I'm going with Mr. Mikey Harris the third, Mr. Millionaire Mikey Harris the third. And I'm gonna paid, go paid, paid. Uh, I, oh, he got paid, buddy. And I'm gonna go with uh, of course Acuna in right field. That's that's my starting outfield. I, I can't see him taking Contreras out of the DH. Uh I can't Darnold or him in DH or catch either ones interchangeable. I, I can't see anybody really else is. starting there. So the only one that I really have an issue is with the second baseman. I just think Arcia has been hot. Arcia has been the man there for the last week in the Mets series. Grisham didn't play much at all. He did not. He didn't. But I see both of those guys potentially getting starts at second, depending on how Snit feels they're going to perform right now. Uh, but I, think- I mean, that's just how I'm looking at it right now. I think we're pretty, pretty close on this. But also, this goes down to a thing of depth. We haven't even tar- talked about the pitching. No. No, we haven't talked about the pitching, uh, which, you know, all right, so you're number one is who in pitching. I think you're going to rock Freed out there. I want to go right second. And um, then I'll, I would. I'll flip-flop that. Okay, you would deal with right first. Okay. Right. 
That's fine. It depends on Freed's health right now. I give Freed the nod just because of what I just thought I just thought Wright was more consistent all year long as Freed was last year. Yeah, either way, you could make an argument for the first or second starter right there. And then you got, you know, Charlie Morton. Right. You got to decide right now if Spencer Strider is going to be healthy because to me, he's your three. Right. He's your three, maybe even a two. It depends on what right. it decides. And then you got to figure out, you've also got, if you needed to kind of um, basically do a piggyback situation, if his oblique isn't quite there, Jake Odorizzi. Right. If you feel comfortable doing that in there right now. So those are the guys, because really you're going to go with your top three guys. You know we're going to go out there and give you innings getting started on, on the 11th of that series. And, of course, the pen, you got a lot of names you can throw out there. Obviously, you got Kenley, Rysal Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Colin McHugh. You know, got Tyler Matzik, Muller, who you can go a little bit deeper with. Muller. Jesse Chavez, Muller, Muller. <laughs> and then you got Dylan Lee and Jackson Stevens, you know, guys that have been called up from AAA. I think, that I think huge my, contributions. my biggest scare in a bullpen has been Minter, A.J. Minter. He has not been himself the last couple of last, – last It's month. been hard to watch. It really right. has because you know what he can do in the seventh and eighth. But that's just it. You have the depth right now. Iglesias is my seven. Iglesias is my man in the seven and eight. saw has been a stud. He did oh, some yeah. great work at Cincinnati. He's continuing all year with the Braves right now. So the biggest thing right now is get healthy and figure out, Brian Snitker, what do you want to do? Who is the playoff roster you want to take in to the divisional series? And they have the luxury of getting healthy, and they got time until the 11th to figure this out. You got six days. And, and the Braves get the winner of who again? The Braves will get the winner of, uh, well, of course, they'll get the winner of St. Louis and Philadelphia. And I think that might actually end up being a good series. Yeah, either one of those teams are going to make uh, the Braves work hard. Okay. Because it's baseball. <laughs> it's baseball. You know, it's, when, it's, it's very hard to hit a, a, a round object with a round object. You know what I mean? Yep. That's why I quit playing when I was in junior high because, hey, that thing curved. They can't hit that anymore. Now I I made it I made I had a shot at high school I had a shot at college but uh high school I, I played up until high school so uh, I still own you know I got to put my hat back on I still own that distinction the first ever designated hitter at East Rockaway High School in 1977 that was me buddy I was about to say Ron Blomberg had you beat by a few years but still you DH they didn't bring it into high school till 1977 so uh, uh, got me a lot of playing time because they wouldn't let me catch. They wouldn't let me play first base. They wouldn't let me play the hot corner. So uh, they found a place for me in the lineup, which was great. I, I enjoyed it. So, all right. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. we got a week to go. you got all these divisional games going on. Like uh, the uh, Fanatic said, it all starts October 7th, 8th, and 9th. It goes straight through every day. I and mean, it's like Christmas here. We're going to start basketball. we got hockey going on. we got baseball going on. we got football going on. Hey, and where's the place to watch it? Coach's Corner. You want to find a TV? Guess what? We might be able to find you one. How many TVs there, buddy? Uh, I believe we are in the 70s with these giant TVs. You tell anybody there, they will put it on, bring your favorite beverage, whatever that might be, bring you a pie, bring you some wings, some hockey sticks. I know we love those. They get a full menu. College football, NBA, MLB playoffs. Again, come out and check us out hopefully in a few weeks. NHL, you said hockey sticks. NHL, that's right. We're in the preseason right now. They'll put the TV on for you. You got your own personal TV. You go out in that sound garden, your mind will be blown with those giant screens that aren't just for music out there. They put the big games on there. You want to watch the dogs, they got it for you. And I, I, I'm not a big soccer guy like you, but we also got soccer going on too, right? So yeah, the Premier League right now, we're in the thick of it. We're uh, into uh, round number seven, week number seven as it is. I don't want to talk about what happened to my beloved Man United last week against Filthy Man City, but that's this is not a soccer show. Uh, but <laughs> if you wanted to watch any of those teams, they could put it on for you. At Coach's Corner. Once again, there's no band in the Sound Garden this weekend. I'll be on the Sound Garden stage doing my show. The TP's put, being put up. But there's – now here, I should have asked this as a trivia question tonight. How many TVs are there at Coach's Corner? 100, buddy. There are 100, 100 TVs. That's right. Right. I always get confused because we have, what, a 75-inch screen in Nine the sound. 75-inch screens right there. 75-inch screen. That's right. All right. I took the under. My bad. <laughs> and don't forget, uh, you know, as uh, the producer of one of the five shows, Rubbin' and Grubbin', which was earlier tonight at 6 o'clock with Brandon Bainey and Lanneman, Lawrence Bennett says there's a gazillion TVs at Coach's Corner. I don't know if you can really quantify that, but um, <laughs> let's just let's just say that's a lot, okay? 
Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, it's all sports, all music, all food and fun since what year? 1991, I do believe. And the TP has been up in the 31 years that Coach Corn has been there. The TP has been up 22 times. Uh, they, also right. won, they also won 15 divisions in a row, didn't they? Yeah, that definitely did happen. So, uh, yeah, your boys, you are a third of the way to getting back there. Keep it up. All right, let's do this quick. Inning number three, we talk about the local kids uh, that are trying to make it back. We had one trying to finish out the season to get back to the show, which was J.B. Wendelkin out of South Effingham High School playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it didn't happen. He was sent down playing with the Reno Aces, and he never got called up. We thought he'd have a shot, but he had an unbelievable last two months down there in the in minor league baseball. He sure did. Playing for the Pacific Coast League, Reno Aces. He went 5-1, and one, 263 ARA, over 20 games, 24 innings, 21 Ks, and 14 uh, versus 14 walks in a whip around 1.3. He really figured some things out. He's still on the 40-man roster of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hopefully he has a really good spring training coming up here and gets back to the show. So great job to finally work some things out at a season split between the big club and triple a Reno. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about, uh, you know, uh, out of Calvary day school, uh, Ryan Lawler, who finished with the Charleston uh, dirty, dirty birds up there in Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, I didn't hear what happened at the end. I know at the end of August, he was put on the, uh, the uh, you know, rehab list the uh, injured list uh but i didn't find anything else to have you found anything with ryan lola not much else other than he finished the season and he's 28 years old hopefully he's still got a little bit in that arm he split time between the bullpen uh 34 games nine of them being starts he finishes up with a six and three record 593 era uh but that's a little bit skewed because he had a couple of rough outings as a starter 61 excuse me 68.1 innings pitched and hopefully he gets another shot with Charleston hopefully he might even get a flyer with a major league club to come to spring training right now but hopefully Ryan keeps the dream alive he made it to triple a once in the Cubs system and best of luck to you Ryan and you know Tyler Batchelor uh you know with the Mets and then with the Pirates and the Pirates let him go he wound up getting picked up by the uh, Minnesota Twins uh he uh was on the St. Paul uh Saints triple a uh team uh he uh, was put on the uh, injured reserve list or injured list for a couple couple of weeks, but never heard much after that. Have you? No, he was eventually let go by the Minnesota organization. Hopefully he'll get picked up, whether it's an indie ball. Maybe he goes to winter ball. I haven't heard any other announcements, but I hope he does well. And the last guy we were following all season, I will have to say, was my son, Dominic Tomasi. Uh, started with the uh, Charleston Dirty Birds. Got two games in the season, had shoulder pain, and uh, we found, <laughs> up, found out that you know he has a – uh, problems with that shoulder. He never made it back. So uh, I think uh, maybe the dream is over. But, you know, proud of my young boy. He made it to uh, play pitched for uh, the Columbus Clippers three times, made it to AAA. AAA Indians. And, it, it, you know, it breaks my heart because all the guys that are pitching with the Guardians now were his buddies, were his roommates, uh, Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie and Dominic uh, helped the uh, Lynchburg Hillcats win a uh, – Carolina League title. They combined for one game. I think it was unbelievable. And then you yep. room with uh, Aaron Savali, who uh, is one of the starters. And, uh, you know, he was a good roadie with uh, Shane Bieber. So, you know, he had a lot of good times with those guys up there and uh, a lot of good memories. And uh, got to pitch in a major league um, some uh, spring training game. So uh, Dom did well. Dom did well. And I'm proud of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love watching the journey along with you. And whatever he does, you know, I hopefully in some sort of coaching capacity, He's got a lot of things he could teach us, some young kids here in Savannah. And, of course, the last one we talked about, he finally packed it in, Josh Reddick. Unbelievable major league career. Got some World Series bling. Uh, was always one of the best outfielders in Major League Baseball. Golden Glove Awards. Uh, jumping fences. You name it, Josh Reddick. Uh, wearing his uh, wrestle belt uh, as part of a psycho in, psych in uh, you know the clubhouse. Sorry to see him that he packed it in, but uh, – very fun watching that young man for the last 13 years in the major league, in the shows. Yep. Dozen years plus and uh, still hangs around with uh, the good old Savannah bananas in their banana ball action this year. And uh, he's still having fun uh, back down here home in Savannah. All right, quickly, 70 games on the other side of this segment, 70 games for the Savannah bananas in their world tour. Okay. They are not, they did not make it to a major league ball, uh, a major league park this year. Uh, Jesse Cole went up to Boston last week, checked it out. But I think right now they're doing the right thing. They're starting in AAA clubs and small stadiums. So uh, they're doing the right thing. And out of the 70 games, 
I think 33 will be in Savannah. That is correct. So they're going to go to actually it's 33 cities across the country. 30 games will be in Savannah starting in Feb on February 17th, going through the 16th. It'll be a premier team that we had last year, and it's going to fix. Uh, it's going to basically have guys that are former college, pro, and former Major League Baseball players. Of course, I mentioned Josh Reddick in some time in there. Bill the Spaceman with his leafest pitch going out there. And, of course, Tyler Gillum is going to be back on the bench with Eric Burns. You know, Burns, he's a real character going back to his days with the Oakland A's. Now, one thing, they're going to go coast to coast, but one thing I'll leave you with this, although they're going to play in AAA stadiums, uh, they're going to play games also at spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona, yeah. which I think is great. Mm -hmm. And the final game of the season, this is special. The Bananas will be in Cooperstown. You can say that. The Bananas will play their final game at Doubleday Field at, in Cooperstown, New York, on September the 16th. I think that's really special. Oh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. You know, the only thing uh, the only thing I got to get used to is we're not playing for a championship. We're not playing in a league. Uh, you know, I've grown up in baseball, and every time I – every time I rooted for a team – you rooted for this during the season. They were playing for a championship. It's going to be hard for me to understand this. I mean, I love the Harlem Globetrotters, okay? I grew up with the Harlem Globetrotters. My father was a big Harlem Globetrotter fanatic. I mean, but it was the same Washington Generals over and over again. And I know Jesse Cole and the whole crew, they're going to change up all their uh, entertainment skits and sticks and you name it, they're going to do it. But it's the same teams playing each other. They did say they will play some other teams, which I'd like to see. Uh, you know, the concept of banana balls, there right. will be. the concept of banana ball is great. I mean, uh, two hour time limit and all this other stuff, you know, but I'm an old guy. I mean, uh, you know, I go back to uh, the uh, early 60s. And uh, like I said, really, the first baseball game I really remember is 1966 when uh, Hank Aaron came to Shea Stadium to take on the Mets of the doubleheader. My father took me there. And uh, so yeah. I've been a baseball purist. It's just going to get tough. Tough watching the, the, them play the same team every every game. I think the concept is really neat, and I think uh, fans around the country are going to love it. I'm with you. I miss the idea of there being a CPL team. College kids that are eventually getting drafted because they're getting these at-bats. I'm going to miss that. I'm not going to fault you know anything they do because no. it obviously works. It's got yep. national attention. And this is just how it's going to be, and it's taking it across the country, playing in some stadiums that I've been to, actually, in the, right. as far as AAA ball. And um, it, it'll be – I will definitely watch. It's going to be it, – it's a little frustrating for me, like you, Coach, because I want to see a young group of guys not only bring in the show that the Bananas do, but have something to play for and something to get them to the next level. But this is where we're at. This is pretty cool. And uh, I'm just going to take it for what it is on face value. And, hey, it's banana ball from here on out. All right. Well, I wish, you know, Mr. Cole uh, a lot of success with his group Always over there. Do. They do a great job. There's entertainment. I mean, I got spoiled before the season started with those two-hour games and watching banana ball. But once the CPL came into effect and watching those young guys play for a championship, I mean, it, it just got me excited. It scratched so, uh, the itch you've always had. I right, know. So I get it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but I will always be rooting for the Savannah Bananas. So uh, just a great concept. The, the man came in and brought life to that old historic stadium. And, you know, some greats walked the halls of that place and uh, the bowels, as we call it. And, uh, you know, they've just did a great job. All right, let's get out of here. We're already three minutes over our time limit. We got to go to, well, first of all, you're listening to the Who's On First Base Baseball podcast with Coach Carl Demasi and Kyle Lawson. We're part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Five shows, okay? We're one of them. We're one of the podcasts, okay? The other podcast is the Hot Grids podcast, who went live for the first time ever at Coach's Corner on Monday. Uh, they did. Uh, Travis Jadon, Hot Grids podcast, uh, I think episode 137 or whatever it is. And then, of course, don't forget uh, Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain. The guy is unbelievable. He's like you. He's got NASCAR knowledge that I don't – and he doesn't use any paper in front of him either. So uh, that's Wednesday nights. <laughs> Check it out, Facebook, YouTube. And then, of course, we can't forget about the Herb Brothers, okay? Once a year, we go to the Henderson Cabin. They talk five days of the Nationals from, from the make-believe Augusta Cabin right here in Savannah, Georgia. Sean and Brent Herb do a great job. And, of course, yours truly, Carl DeMoss Sportsport, every Saturday morning from 9 to whenever. <sighs> that was a mouthful. Okay. That was in one breath. Let's wrap it up. Inning number four, trivia time. The Fanatic, eight wins. The Coach, six wins. We got seven ties. 
and we're going game number 22, okay? Since uh, you were up first last week, it's turning around. I'm the visitor. You're the home team. We play two innings, okay? If we both have the same amount of questions right or we don't answer any questions right, we go to one tiebreaker, and then we're done. We used to do this when we first started. It used to take us an hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we had to, we, we would never get out of here. So this All is right. good. All right. Two I'm regulars. Yeah, you're up first. Rally cap. Rally cap. Okay. Yo, rally cap. All right. Do it to it. Well, you, I'm up first. What's your first question? Thought you said I was the home team. Right. So I'm the visitor. I go first. Throw me your first question. I know. I know. I'm just trying to mess with you. All right. You are. You are messing with me because I For thought Aaron I said Judge, He hit his 62nd home run, as we all know. Can you name me the team that has allowed the most home runs to Aaron Judge this season? Most home runs to Aaron Judge this season. Might surprise you. I'll stay in the division, and uh, it's probably wrong, but I'm going to say the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, good guess. Baltimore, nine home runs. That was my second choice. I really thought you were going to get that. I really did. That was my second choice. But I thought it was, you know, against a team that meant something, okay? Okay, okay. Baltimore didn't mean something for this year. They did have a a great season. And, uh, you know, they got a shot at having the manager of the year right there. So, uh, all right. My first question to you, since it's wild card time, okay, can you name the three teams who have won the wild card two times each? Name the three teams. Okay, I'm going to go with the Marlins. Let's see. I'll go. Yeah, got to go with the Florida slash Miami Marlins, although they did it when they were with Florida. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but they. I'll give you that one. So, really, there's four teams. There's what? four teams. That okay. One, but just give me three out of the four. So, you got you got the Marlins. Okay, and then going wild card. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. That's two. And, ooh. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you might got me on this one. Um, let's see. Uh, Boston Red Sox. Oh, right division, but wrong team. New York Yankees. Oh, in yeah, 18 and 19. They did make I, it in 15 and lost, so they had two there. And then take me out to the Bay, San Francisco Giants. Okay. Okay. I was, th- those were other guesses. I went, I went, okay. You got me. All right. Okay. No so zero, zero. Top of the second. All right. Second question here. During the Mariners' 21 year playoff drought, which American League West team made the playoffs the most? Say that again. During the Mariners' 21-year playoff drought, which American League West team made the playoffs the most? AL West. I got to go with the Charlie Finley Oakland A's. Ding, ding, ding. Nine times. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. Look okay. how it is. Look how happy we, it is. We, we could be 8-7-7 seven, seven right here. Hey, get yeah, little, okay. You're yeah, getting a little nervous there, right? All right. All right. What you got for me? Okay. Who's the only team to have lost three wild card games in the wild card playoff where there was only one game played? Oh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Charlie Finley, Oakland. Oh, A's. my gosh. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. I'm so mad the right W now. comes back out to Wilmington Island. I'll take it. I'll take it. And it's that nice blue W that looks just like that beautiful sweatshirt right there. I know. Well, it is a nice I sweatshirt. I feel like that's eight, seven, and seven. You got me. I went against my gut on a couple of those. You got me. Good win, Coach. <laughs> got it. Got to go. Okay. Well, we spent a lot of time tonight, Kyle. Great show. Uh, a lot of information in that first inning. Remember, the uh, wild card series start Friday. Uh, three uh, every three three game series. Uh, one, two, three, four. How many teams are going? There's eight teams playing. Uh, so it's going to be really fun. It's best time of year. You got baseball. You got football. Hey, don't forget. At Coach's Corner this Saturday, the oldest or the oldest deepest or the deepest oldest South rivalry is Saturday. Who is it? Absolutely. Of course, you got the Georgia Bulldogs versus Auburn. I mean, it's the oldest. hundred. I can't believe I looked it up 127 times these two teams have played. Yeah, and that's just it. No love lost. Get out there. Get there early. But bottom line, you're going to have a table to watch it. 
You're going to have a TV to watch it. And, well, you might not have a table, but you will have a TV. (laughs) All right. Can't guarantee everything. All right. All right. So we'll be back next Wednesday. We'll get a little more to who's left in these uh, these, uh, division playoffs. It should be a lot of fun. But uh, once again, like we say every weekend, we're glad that you can join us. We're happy that you can join us for five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it may be. Uh, Hopefully this takes your mind away from what's going on in this crazy world. Please say a prayer for everybody uh, that's uh, dealing with that, uh, you know, the Ukraine issue out there and, you know, up there in Russia. And then, of course, in the United States, we got to deal with all these crazy people carrying guns around now. So uh, uh, say a prayer for uh, everybody that we keep safe. But uh, and also last say a prayer for is all those people in Florida, buddy. And uh, the people that when it came up the uh, East Coast and hit north of Charleston, uh, we got to say a prayer for that. And uh, lucky it scooted right around good old Savannah, Georgia again. Yeah, we were certainly blessed on that. But, yeah, say a prayer for everybody involved and just hopefully they can rebuild quickly. And uh, just glad if you're listening out there, take some time and just to hopefully we're able to be a nice little distraction for you. All right. And don't forget. October 15th, back in the sound garden, we'll have music. We'll have the Guardians of the Jukebox, okay, which is a tribute band to what? All the great MTV hits of the 80s. They're a great cover band, tribute band. Go out there and check them out, eventbrite.com. They'll have all the dates up there for you. Go there, get yourself a ticket, listen to some fun music. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Once again, I guess I got a week off. I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for. Who are you going to be rooting for in these – Wild card series. Uh, well, that's pretty tough because uh, there's really not a lot of teams I like uh, personally, but uh, I think the Tampa Bay Cleveland series is going to be a lot of fun. I'm kind of in the American League. I'm rooting for Seattle a little bit just because of the drought and uh, love to see maybe the Fightins can put a hurting on the Cardinals. Well, I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be rooting for the uh, the Mets uh, just, you know, because this is the first time in six years for them. And in, in, the, in the American League, I'm going to root for, of course, I'm going to stay in the NL, uh, sorry, the AL East. I'm going to be rooting for the good old uh, Devil Rays. Not the Rays, the Devil Rays. So, yeah. once again, <laughs> whatever you're doing today, tomorrow, what are you going to do, Kyle? You're always going to have to hit it out of the park. Okay. And until we see you next week, what may it be? Your best week ever. And congratulations, Angela. Your Dodgers were the best team during the regular season. Let's hope they can do it during the playoffs. She winked. She knows. All right, see you guys next week. Take care. Remember, on three, one, two, three. Play ball. Play ball.